For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject the themes of the Sabbath. This is part three of the series. We are redeemed for the purpose of keeping the Sabbath. In Ezekiel chapter 20, verses 3 through 5, Son of man, speak unto the elders of Israel and say unto them, Are you come to inquire of me? As I live, says the Lord God, I will not be inquired of you. Will you judge them, son of man? Cause them to know the abomination of their fathers and say unto them, In the day when I chose Israel and lifted up my hand unto the seed of the house of Jacob and made myself known unto them in the land of Egypt when I lifted up my hand unto them saying I am the Lord your God and I gave them my statute and showed them my judgment which if a man does he shall even live in them moreover also I gave them my Sabbath to be a sign, a token, between me and them, that they may know that I am the Lord that does sanctify them. I gave them my Sabbath so that they will know that I'm the God that sanctifies them. Why? By being faithful to the commandments, the statutes, and keeping the Sabbath. But the house of Israel rebelled against me in the wilderness. They walked not in my statutes, and they despised my judgments, which if a man do, he shall live in them. And my Sabbath they greatly polluted. In other words, they didn't obey him. Polluting the Sabbath results in not getting into the promised land. Ezekiel chapter 20 verses 14 through 16. But I was wrought for my name's sake that it should not be polluted before the heathen in whom sight I brought them out. Yet also I lifted up my hand unto them in the wilderness that I would not bring them into the land which I had given them flowing with milk and honey which is the glory of all lands because I would not bring them in. Why? Why would I not bring them in? Because they despised my judgments and walked not in my statutes, but they polluted my Sabbath. For their heart went after their own idols. But I said unto their children in the wilderness, Walk ye not in the statute of your fathers, neither observe their judgments, nor defile yourselves with their idols. See, the wilderness where he's telling this to his people is not just in the wilderness of Sinai. It also speaks about being exiled in the nations, the 
the exile is like and being in the wilderness of the people. So he's speaking to us while we're in exile. Don't do those things that your fathers did that got them into trouble. But I am the Lord your God. Walk in my statutes and keep my judgments and do them. And hallow my Sabbaths. Keep my Sabbaths. And they shall be a sign between me and you that you may know that I am the Lord your God. Notwithstanding, the children rebelled against me. They walked not in my statutes, neither kept my judgments to do them, which if a man does, he shall even live in them. They polluted my Sabbath. Then I said, I will pour out my fury upon them to accomplish my anger against them in the wilderness. I lifted up my hand unto them also in the wilderness that I would scatter them among the heathen and disperse them through the countries. Why? Because they wouldn't keep your Sabbaths. Because they had not executed my judgments but had despised my statutes and because they polluted my Sabbaths. So why is it so important that we have this Messianic Hebraic roots of Christianity restoration to the Sabbath and the festivals? Because we are saying that we repent of the sins of our forefathers and when we do this, the God of Israel promised that when he sees this, then he will regather us. In Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 18, it tells us he's going to gather those from the nations who will keep his appointed times, keep his Sabbaths, keep his festivals. Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 18, I will gather them that are sorrowful for the solemn assembly who are of thee to whom the approach of it was a burden. Those who have said, no, I can't keep the Sabbath, I can't keep the festivals, the annual festivals, you know, they're too hard. It says to those people who said it was a burden and they are sorrowful that they said that, that is who he's got to regather. Yahweh's blessing is for those that keep the Sabbath. Isaiah chapter 51 and verses 1 and 2, it says, Thus says the Lord God, Keep my judgment and do justice, for my salvation is near to come and my righteousness to be revealed. Blessed is the man that does this and the son of man that lays hold on it, that keeps my Sabbath from polluting it and keeps his hand from doing evil. So he blesses those that keep his Sabbath. What's the blessing that the exiles are going to get? They're going to be regathered back to the land of Israel. They're going to be protected in the day of his wrath against the nations. We are redeemed from the nations and when we are redeemed from the nations, we get cleansed. Ezekiel 36 verses 24 and 25 and verse 27. I will take you from among the heathen and gather you out of all the countries and I will bring you into your own land. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you and you will be clean. From all your filthiness and from all your idols will I cleanse you. And I will put my spirit within you and notice why and what purpose and function his indwelling spirit has within us. His indwelling spirit is to got to cause us to walk in my statute and keep my judgments and do that. So if you ever hear someone say, you know, we're walking by the spirit now. We don't need to keep the, the biblical weekly Sabbath and we don't need to keep the annual festivals. Well, scripturally, they're not walking by the spirit. They may think they have the spirit in them and the spirit's telling them to do that, but they've been confused by man's doctrine because the spirit of Yahweh causes his people to keep his commandments. So we have this principle that before the God of Israel can marry his people, if he's taken his people from the 
nations, cleaning them up. Because he wants to marry them, they must go through a sanctification process. So that's what happened when he brought them out of Egypt. Before they could come to the mountain, they had to be sanctified. Exodus chapter 19, verse 10. And the Lord said to Moses, Go unto the people and sanctify them today and tomorrow, and let them wash their clothes. And we see this in the book of Revelation, that in marrying the bride, that she has to be sanctified. She has to have a white wedding dress on, not one that has been stained. How is it stained? By sin. Revelation chapter 19, verses 7 and 8. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife has made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arraigned in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. In the sanctification process that the bride must go through in order to be married by Yeshua, we have, as a part of the sanctification process in the end of days, what the Bible calls the ministry of Elijah, which is a ministry of restoration, where he pleads with the people of the God of Israel to keep the commandment. In Malachi chapter 4, verses 4 and 5, Remember the Torah of Moses, my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb, for all Israel, with the statutes and judgments. Remember the Torah of Moses? Behold, I send you Elijah the prophet. Why is Elijah the prophet being sent? With the message of remember the Torah of Moses. And when is this message being proclaimed? Before the coming in the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Before the day of the Lord, but the dreadful part of it. He says it's the great and dreadful part. What's that? That's the darkness. That's the tribulation. So before the tribulation, there is a message by Elijah to remember the Torah of Moses. I'd like to submit to you that what we call the spirit of that message is what we call the Messianic Hebraic Roots Movement. And the message of this movement is we need to keep the commandments of the God of Israel. We need to keep the weekly Sabbath. We need to keep the annual festivals. That is the ministry of Elijah in the end of days and the message that Elijah is bringing. So we're told in Ephesians in chapter 5 in verses 26 and 27 that before Yeshua marries his bride that she must be sanctified and washed. Ephesians chapter 5 verses 26 and 27 that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word that he might present it to himself a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing that it be holy and without blemish. He's got to sanctify it and cleanse it by washing her with the water of the word. How do you get washed with the water of the word? You keep his commandment. That's how you get washed. When you're unclean in the Torah you become clean by going through a mikvah a water immersion. So the Torah is our water that cleans us so that we can be presented as a glorious bride not having spot or wrinkle but a holy bride. And once again we see this in Revelation chapter 19 verses 7 and 8 Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the Lamb has come and his wife has made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arraigned in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. When the ten spies went out to examine the promised land, they came back with an evil report. You remember it was Joshua and Caleb that came back with a good report. The other ten came back with an evil report. So we are told about this in Numbers chapter 13 and let's see as a result of those who had an evil report about the land what their consequence was because it is a spiritual lesson to us. Numbers chapter 13 verse 25 
7, 30, and 31. And they returned from searching of the land after 40 days. And Caleb filled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. What is Israel? An overcomer. So in order to go in the land, you have to overcome to go to the land. But the men that went up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for the ones in the land, they're stronger than us. In the natural, what do we got to say to a natural person that says, You know what? Our hope and our future is going back to the land of Israel. You know what they got to say? Why do you want to do that for? There's giants in the land, and they're stronger than you. So Numbers chapter 14, verses 1 through 4, it is written, And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron, and the whole congregation said to them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt? Or would God that we had died in this wilderness? And wherefore has the Lord brought us unto this land to fall by the sword, that our wives and our children should be a prey? Were it not better for us to return to Egypt? And they said one to another let us make a captain and let us return into Egypt in the natural when things are bad in the world who are you going to first worry about your wife and your children my family that's who you got to worry about but you know what because they didn't believe the promise that the God of Israel made to Abraham where he had already declared an oath by himself that he would bring his people in the land because they were concerned about their wives and their children you know what the men died but the wives and the children got to go into the promise land. Numbers chapter 14 verse 11 and verses 22 and 23. And the Lord said unto Moses, How long will this people provoke me? And how long will it be ere that they believe me for all the signs which I have shown unto them? Because all those men which have seen my glory and my miracles which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness and have tempted me now these ten times and have not hearkened unto my voice, surely they will not see the land which I swore unto their fathers, neither shall how any of them that provoked me see it. So it is every believer in these days and times in which we're living, is every believer that Yeshua the Messiah got to go back to the land. No, those that don't believe the promise aren't got to go back. Those who are not keeping his commandments, they are the ones that are likely to die in the wilderness. Where's the wilderness? It's where they're living at the moment outside of the land of Israel. So those who believe the evil report don't enter into the promised land. Psalm chapter 95 verses 10 to 11. Forty years was I grieved with this generation, said, It is a people that err in their heart, and they have not known my ways. Unto whom I swear of my wrath, the people that don't know his ways, that he brought out of Egypt, that put the blood of the Lamb on the doorpost. It's these people that came out of Egypt that put the blood of the Lamb on the doorpost. It said that those people didn't know his ways, and that they wouldn't enter into his rest. What's his rest? His Sabbath. What's his rest? The Messianic era. What's the rest? It is the people that Messiah brings. So Yeshua is our Sabbath rest that we enter into. Isaiah chapter 11 verse 10 says, And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse which shall stand for an ensign of the people to it shall the Gentiles seek in his rest, the rest of Yeshua the Messiah. His rest will be glorious. And Yeshua said in Matthew chapter 11 verses 28 and 29, Come unto me all that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. I will give you Sabbath. Take my yoke upon you. What's his yoke? Well, it's all those things that are associated with 
with believing in him. What's his yoke? It's keeping his commandments. So regarding keeping his commandments, regarding all those things that are entailed in following Yeshua, he says, learn of me because I am meek and lowly in heart. And when you take my yoke upon you, you will find rest. You'll find Sabbath. You'll find rest for your soul. After Yeshua finished his work at his first coming, which his work, his task was to die on the tree. And you know what dying on the tree represents? It represents laying down what your flesh wants to do to do the will of the God of Israel in your life. That's what dying on the tree represents. So in John chapter 17, verse 1 and verse 4, it is written, These words spake Yeshua and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son that your Son may glorify you. Notice it's when you do the will of the God of Israel is when he's glorified and when he will glorify you when you do his will. Then Yeshua says in John 17 verse 4, I have glorified you on the earth. Why? Because I finished the work which you gave me to do. And after Yeshua finished his work, what did he do? He sat down. He took Sabbath. And we're told this in Hebrews chapter 1 verses 1 through 3. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken unto us by his son when he had by himself purged our sins. When did he purge our sins? When he died on the tree for the forgiveness of our sins. If we will accept and believe in our heart what he did and, and repent of our sins and apply his blood upon our sins which we've committed against him. That when he purged our sins he sat down. He took Sabbath on the right hand of the majesty of height. In other words he ruled and reigned. Because you see when you do the will of the God of Israel you will rule and reign. He will cause you to rule and reign. So this is the ways of the kingdom of the God of Israel. Our Sabbath rest is in Yeshua. Our Sabbath rest is believing and obeying what he commands us to do. In Leviticus chapter 26 verses 2 and 3 and verse 6 it is written, You shall keep my Sabbath and reverence my sanctuary. I am the Lord. If you walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and do them, then I will give you peace in the land. If you keep my commandments, I'll give you Sabbath. I'll give you peace in the land. So guess what? Is there peace in the land of Israel today? No. Why? Because they're not keeping his commandments. When you keep my commandments and I give you peace in the land and you will lie down and none will make you afraid. What's this phrase, you will lie down and none will make you afraid? What is that phrase associated with? The Messianic era. That is a phrase that identifies the Messianic era. Who's the ones that make the, the people of the God of Israel afraid? The beasts in the field. The beasts of the world, which is the enemies of the God of Israel. They're the ones that make the people of the God of Israel afraid. Because I'm going to rid the evil beast out of the land, neither shall sword go through your land. In Hebrews chapter 4 verses 9 through 12, we can see how our rest is in obeying Yeshua, keeping his commandments, in believing the word of the God of Israel. It says, there remains therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that is entered into his rest, those that enter into his rest, you cease from your own work, as God did from his. So let us labor to enter into rest. Let us labor to enter into rest. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow. And it is a discerner of the thought and the intent of the heart. In Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 7 and 8 and verse 14, and then in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 3, it is written, 
Wherefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you will hear his voice, when you hear his voice, when? Today. Harden not your heart as in the provocation and the day of temptation in the wilderness. For we are partakers of Messiah if we hold fast the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. So what was the beginning of the confidence of the children of Israel when he redeemed them out of Egypt with all the signs and wonders? They put the blood of the lamb upon the doorpost. But we are partakers if we hold fast that confidence to the end. That is through the wilderness journey and into the promised land. For we which have believed. Believed what? Well for the children of Israel they needed to believe the promise that was made to Abraham. By the way Galatians chapter 3 verse 29 If you are Messiah then are you Abraham's seed and you are an heir according to the promise. So we are called upon to believe the same promise. Do you believe that the God of Israel through Yeshua the Messiah gave you the land that he promised to Abraham? If you do then you will seek to inherit that land. For we which have believed do enter into rest. We that believe enter into Sabbath. We that believe enter into the Messianic kingdom. As he said, as I have sworn to my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. The Sabbath will be kept during the Messianic era. We can see this in Ezekiel chapter 46, verse 1 and verse 3. Thus says the Lord God, the gate of the inner court that looks toward the east shall be shut the six working days but on the Sabbath it shall be open and on the day of the new moon it shall be open. It's talking about one of the gates of the temple of the Messianic era. It will be shut the six working days but on the Sabbath it is going to be open. Likewise the people of the land shall worship at the door of this gate before the Lord in their Sabbath and in the new moon. The Sabbath will be kept during the time of the new heavens and the new earth which the time of the new heavens and new earth is associated with the new Jerusalem in eternity. Isaiah chapter 66 verses 22 and 23. For as the new heavens and new earth which I will make shall remain before me says the Lord so shall your seed and your name remain. What seed? That's the seed of Israel. Will remain. And it will come to pass that from one new moon to another and from one Sabbath to another shall all flesh, all flesh come to worship before me says the Lord. So all flesh is going to be keeping his Sabbath at the time of the new heaven and the new earth. This is going to conclude our study on the themes of the Sabbath. In our study, we saw that the Sabbath is the seventh day of creation. And that seventh day of creation is prophetic of a thousand year period of time known as the Messianic era. Each day in creation began in the evening and ended in the morning. Likewise, the Messianic era will begin in an evening we call it the tribulation period. The Sabbath is called the day of the Lord. The Messianic era is called the day of the Lord. And the evening or the darkness part of the day of the Lord is the tribulation period. So it is during the day of the Lord when his people enter into rest. That is they're redeemed from the nations where they have been scattered and they return back to the land of Israel. And coming back to the land of Israel, they have to be sanctified, which means they have to repent of their sins and the sins of their forefathers and the lands where they've been scattered and they need to be washed and sanctified. How are you washed and sanctified? It's by the blood of Yeshua. It's by the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. It's by repenting of your sins and obeying the commandments of the God of Israel, which includes the annual festivals and the weekly Sabbath. Because this sanctification process is what the bride has to go through in order to be married to her 
bridegroom and it is during the messianic era where messiah will dwell with his bride the sabbath is likened unto a bride the sabbath is holy marriage is holy therefore we have the connection between the sabbath and marriage and the messianic era with messiah messiah is our sabbath rest our rest is when we believe his word and when we follow him and when we keep his commandments i pray that this message has been a blessing to you and that you will enter into the sabbath rest which yeshua the messiah provides for all people on the earth who choose to accept him and follow his ways well that's going to conclude part three of the series on the subject the themes of the sabbath shalom in yeshua the messiah amen Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.